coming up this week, Glenn reviews Patapon. HDDVD is done. We mean it this time. And Mark's favorite game ever, Lost Viadomos, comes out. All that, including your emails this week on the PlayStation Nation podcast. No matter how hard you try, you can't stop us now. No matter how hard you try, you can't stop us now. Hello and welcome to the PS3 Nation podcast, episode forty-nine. I am your host, Mark Sanger, along with Jared Johnson. Uh, hi, I'm Glenn. <laughs> and I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Glenn. Please screw it up. <laughs> it's been it's been two minutes since my last drink. Hold on a second. It's been two seconds since my last drink. <laughs> Can you get me one too? <laughs> This week brought to you by Maker's Mark Bourbon Maker's Mark Bourbon Whiskey. That's right, Maker's Mark. Yeah. <laughs> and the funny part is, he's not kidding. No, no, here. Okay, I just tinked uh, my microphone with a glass. Man, I want something to drink. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you do. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've got a pretty packed show this week. Uh, lots of really good stuff. We do going on in the world of video games and video game stuff. And we're going to go ahead and get on to our first email, and it's from uh, Walter McCracken. And he says, Hey guys, this is uh, BBR Yuck, uh, BB, BB Ryukyu from VGEVO. I posted these questions on the forums, but I wanted to hear your thoughts. With uh, Devil May Cry 4, Everybody's Golf 5, which is uh, Hot Shots Golf Out of Bounds here, coming out in March, and now Lost Planet all pushing their way onto your hard drive, I was just wondering, is it worth having a 5 gigabyte mandatory install for faster load times, or is this just laziness? I don't think it's laziness as much as learning a new system and kind of getting to that breaking point where either you completely retool everything or you just go with this. That's what it seems like to me. Yeah, but what about Devil May Cry? Because that's didn't that start development on PS3 and then moved to 360? See, I've I've seen conflicting reports. I saw one, I think Sunday or Monday, that said that it started on the 360 and it was going to be an exclusive, and then they just decided to go both platforms. So, I don't know. I I, I haven't seen any definitive news on that. Yeah, I I can't I can't confirm nor deny that. It's just, I've seen the 360 version in action of Devil May Cry 4, and I've obviously played a hell of a lot of the PS3 version. I just really don't see that much of a difference. I mean, you're, you actually notice the difference in load times. You'd actually have to pretty much see both of them side by side because both of them are pretty dang quick. It's just, you know, on the PS3, they're a little bit quicker. And like, now, as you're alluding to, I really don't think you need five gigabytes or you need a five gigabyte installation just to have quicker load times. Is Are they just storing more data to make sure it's running as good as the 360 version? Because they don't know the hardware yet. I mean, are there multiple factors going into this? Uh, well, isn't supposedly doesn't the the Blu-ray drive read slower or something? The overall is speed is slower, but it it reads the same speed no matter where on the disc it is. Whereas yeah, a DVD, it. it reads faster in the in the the closer you get to the center, it's faster. Um, so, I mean, so you know, some people have gotten around it by putting the data all over the disc and all that crap, but. 
I personally yeah. think, you know, we see a game like Burnout Paradise, which it streams on both systems, yeah. Um, but you see a lot of other games with literally almost no load times or they're loading during a movie, um, like Ratchet and Clank does. So, I mean, obviously developers are finding ways around a, a speed difference and right. uh, finding a way to stream all this data. I mean, I'm sure having the hard drive there, even as a caching unit, helps out immensely. And since I, they know every system has a hard drive, well... Yeah, and it's not... This whole thing yeah. just... Go ahead. seems like... It, I, I know that everybody's making such a huge issue out of this, but it's been there since the PS3 came out. Yes, but now we're getting it's these... Just that, now we're getting these 5 gigabyte ones. And you had the occasional 5 gigabyte, like yeah. Rich Racer 7 had one. For the most part, these have been like a gig gig and a half right now they're fine i guess my my knee-jerk reaction i guess is that it's laziness but for the most part i don't care i mean i've got i suppose if you don't have a big hard drive like i've got a 20 gig ps3 so if i still had that 20 gig drive in there yeah i'd probably be a little pissed because it'd be taking up most of my drive but with a large drive i don't care i mean 15 20 minutes you know, there's that Penny Arcade comic making you know fun of it, like, oh, go learn, you know, ancient languages and whatever. Make a sandwich. I'm not that impatient that I can't wait 20 minutes. Well, and it, if it does actually improve the load times or whatever, that's great. I think overall, it. I would much rather it be an optional install, like Ninja Gaiden or Unreal Tournament 3, than right. mandatory. Yeah, and I, I well, agree. And and. Well, not to make excuses, and, and I'm not making excuses, but just as an example, uh, me being you know a PC gamer at heart, yeah. I'm pretty used to installing my games, right. and I've had games take way longer than 20 minutes, but um, we had somebody tonight that actually picked up Lost Planet over in Japan. I think it might have been it was. Uh, it Ryukyu was, it here. Was BBR Ryukyu. And he said, it, he said uh, the install was 10 minutes, so I, hmm. that's kind of weird that... It's a five gigabyte install, just like Devil May Cry 4, but it seems like half the time. I, I don't know yeah. what was going on with that. That install was really, really long when you compare it to like some of the other, like given the space, I don't know why it was so long. Maybe it's because instead of just having a loading screen, they're also loading this stupid, uh, the story so far thing from Devil May Cry 4 and having this bad music in the background and having all these pictures that made it run that long. <laughs> you know, maybe I thought that was well, supposed to be good. Uh, no, that was lame. <laughs> that might have been okay to somebody who's never played Devil May Cry 4, before, Devil May Cry before, but. As someone who played through all three of them, I kind of already know all this. Well, not everybody is you, Jared. Well, everyone should be. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know what I think of that? Yeah. Denied! <laughs> it hurts my ears. <laughs> okay. It should. The, the so sting. Sensitive. Well, someday, hopefully, you'll be like a Pavlovian dog and... <laughs> I'm a free spirit, man. You can't bring me down with your oppression. All of a sudden, I'll just hit this. And you'll just like curl up into the fetal position in the corner. Yeah. The master approved, jackass. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I, I watched that last night. I watched that episode. And yeah, where did they find that guy? I have to watch it. I've never seen it. Oh, it's a classic. Oh, my God. I know. We can't but be friends anymore. Funny that that music, you know, like you make fun of Lost, but that actually sounds kind of like some of the music they put in Lost. And uh, maybe they're uh, yeah. MST fans. Could be. You never know. Mm. <laughs> anyway. Okay. We've babbled enough. Yes. Mark, you want to read the second one? 
Perhaps I do, Glenn. Perhaps I do. Well, good. Do it. Hey, guys. Love the podcast. Mark is too quiet. Aw. Jared is too loud. Yep. Yeah. And Glenn is condescending. Damn right. I am? But it all works, and I, and by extension, my lovely girlfriend, don't miss an episode. Good stuff, and please keep it up. Thank you. Wait, stop right there. I I need pictures to verify that his girlfriend is lovely. Well, he's lovely to him. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, resume. Love is blind. Anyway, I've heard rumors about a Final Fantasy VII remake. I have mixed feelings about this. I've recently thrown in the original PS1 game, and I couldn't believe how much it didn't look like I remembered it. (laughs) My question is this. Would FF7 still be fun on an Atari 2600? Would it be more engrossing on a PS3? I think visuals matter. What do you think, Chad's pants? I, as someone who <laughs> played through Final Fantasy VII, for me, it was all about the story because I found the gameplay of Final Fantasy VII to be fundamentally broken because um, you could just put any materia into any character and make any character whatever you wanted. You could have uh, your strongest attack guy be your summoner. It didn't really make a lot of sense, and it was very easy. Mm-hmm. So my favorite was loading up your character, like your three person party with all the materia only to have like the character, the party split up. So you lose those characters and then you have to spend another half hour like outfitting your character and rearranging everything. But, mm-hmm. you know, and I have I actually about a month ago uh, when that PSP functionality, uh, I mean, that PS1 functionality on PSP came about. That was the first thing I did was put Final Fantasy seven in there. And I got through the first disc going through it, and I was having a ball because it was, I was just, the, for that game specifically, it's all about the story. It really is. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and that's um, why I think it holds up better than most games. But yeah, it looks like I bought Final Fantasy VII and uh, I played it for a week and then my buddy borrowed it from me and beat the entire game and pretty much took all the wind out of my sails, so I never finished it. Wow. Wow, damn. <clears throat> nice. Kind of sucked. But I will agree, that game looks um, like shit by now. It's pretty bad. Yeah. As far as the, the Final Fantasy VII remake rumors, if you read the the supposed insider blogs like Surfer Girl, I remember her saying something about it a couple months back. I was trying to find it, but I couldn't. And she said that there there is one on the way, but it's a remake in name only. I think I took that to mean like, they're going to re-release the game, but it's not going to be completely redone. It's not going to look like the Advent Children movie. They're probably just going to touch it up a little bit. Maybe like spruce up the old 3D graphics. Who knows? Maybe they'll tweak the story or something. And what? Put it on PSP? But I don't know, actually. Because I mean, Square has said that they have no interest in releasing their games on like virtual console or anything because... They want to re, like remake them and re-release them on other systems. And sell them so. for six times as much. Exactly. So I could see it as like a PSN download that you can share on your PSP or something. But with that Crisis Core game, I I wouldn't be surprised to see some sort of PSP version of it. Yeah, it, it might give me a might give me a chance to actually, you know, play the game all the way through this time though. If they actually re-released it on the PSP, I might actually yeah. be interested in that because it's a little bit easier to you know, stop and resume on the PSP. It really is. I love playing RPGs on the PSP now. Yeah, and, you know, Final Fantasy VII, it's such a landmark game that I think it really does deserve a a full-on, real remake on a next-generation hardware to really... Uh, I don't know. You know I, don't, I don't know if 
people. I mean, people still think very fondly of the original, so I don't know it. Yeah, it's. I think a lot of it might be more nostalgia now, because that was like the first huge RPG that ever like made him popular. Yeah, and that was well to me. That was really the first game where I played it, and I thought that there was something more to this medium than just like jumping up and down and you know hitting mushrooms and stuff. There was some depth there. So I, yeah. I, I, I would like to see it, and I think it is going to happen because it's pretty. Every, every time anybody talks to anybody related to that project, Nomura or any of the producers, that's the first thing on their lips is, "What about that remake we keep hearing about?" I mean, they put that freaking tech demo out for a reason. They didn't just do that for a cocky. Yeah. Oh wait, they it'll did. happen in some form eventually. Whether it is this, you know, what Surfer Girl claims it's going to be or what. But obviously Square knows, and obviously they're just milking all of their past franchises and games. And they're so. very good at that. Yeah. Too good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Glenn? Uh, I don't know enough about Final Fantasy VII, uh, so I'll just let you two jizz all over yourselves about it. I actually don't <laughs> like it that much, so I ain't jizzing. Oh. What? I actually, I like Seven. I mean, I, I was one of the idiots that went out and... Uh, actually not idiots because I actually like the game but I remember going out and buying um, oh what the hell was that game that we got the free Final Fantasy 7 to- demo to- with Tobal um, to- 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 yeah Tobal to- 13 or whatever no, Tobal to- number 2 and, um, yeah or whatever it was um, you know, I, I liked the demo and, and when I had the game I like I still have the game you know I, I still have the discs and everything um, I, that was about the point where I just started literally just being too busy to play an RPG. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I got, I got scolded by David Jaffe a little bit for not, you know, saying, Oh, if you really want to play it, you have enough time, you make enough time. But it was one of those points where I think I was in college and had two jobs. So yeah. you know, it's, but I'd, I'd like to play it. I still would like to play final fantasy 12 or, or, uh, uh, even final fantasy X or X two. I mean, I'd 12, like to try yeah. one of them. But um, I don't know. I just haven't really. I just haven't had the time or the inclination. I mean, yeah. you guys and everybody else has been talking so much about Lost Lost Odyssey that, oh, so yeah, Mark. Good. When you're done with it, I'd I'd love to borrow it. So, yeah. you know, it's maybe that's the the game that'll finally get Listen. get me back around to taking the time to play RPGs. For me, like Final Fantasy VII, I loved when it came out. <laughs> And I still lost interest halfway through. I got somewhere on the second disc and then never played it again. But it was like that and Final Fantasy 8 and 9 and all these big square games that actually killed my interest in RPGs. Because there were so many was, good ones. Uh, it uh, it, it were... wasn't even that. I, I really just lost interest. I think at some point along the line, like I, I loved all the cinematics. Well, we're like totally going off topic here, but so what? Yeah, let's go. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's when, a first. Uh, yeah, no kidding. All the the huge like when games started throwing in all the CG cinemas and stuff, I was floored. I love that stuff. But somewhere along the line, all that and the storytelling and stuff completely just was lost on me. I got I started to become one of the guys who would just hit the button to skip the cutscenes to get back to the actual game. I think it was because I was finding so many of the stories in these games just didn't live up to my expectations, and that included all these RPGs. Well, and it it so it got to the point where it got to the point where every RPG was the same, either man with amnesia fighting to find out his past, or young farmer boy finds out he is Jesus and has to go save the world. <laughs> I mean, dark brooding hero yeah. gets emo, and and that's. <laughs> 
that's why I found Persona 3 such a refreshing change of course because it's not that. Yeah, I still got to play that. Oh, it's fantastic. You know, I I skipped it when uh, it first came out and everybody was hyping it up because after the hype died down, there there were more naysayers coming out saying that it was just kind of a dungeon crawl with a dating sim tacked onto it. So I ended up avoiding it. I uh, nah, it's it's there's a lot more to it than that. The the storytelling is really good. The music is fantastic. It looks yeah. great. Uh, well, I had actually bought it from Amazon and it came. And it, you know, I had the little cardboard case holding everything. Oh, you mean the special um, edition? Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I had like the the package and the art book and everything. But for some somehow that got smashed. Like the the, the cardboard outer carton was all like torn up and stuff. Nice. So I ended up sending it back, and I sh- I shouldn't have bought it anyway because I had no time to play a game like that. So I never got it again. Now there's all the rumors of that expansion that is- and sequel thing coming out. So they've, I'll just wait for that if I play it. They've basically confirmed Fez. And uh, Fez is, for those of you who don't know, well, I'll, we'll stop here. We'll move on to the next thing. But Fez is basically an expansion pack. It adds like a new, an extension to a story, new bosses, new characters, new moves. Uh, and it, it already got confirmed by some of the voice actors doing interviews from the original Persona 3 saying they were coming back to do the voice work for Fez. So right. it's pretty much confirmed. Yeah, so I'm back into RPGs again, so I'll probably play that when it comes out. Thank you, Lost Odyssey. Well, Blue Dragon right, started then. it. <laughs> okay, uh, Glenn, I think you have right. another email for it. Huh, what? Who? Huh, what? Oh, sorry, I, I fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we got a voicemail uh, from our good buddy Dale over at the VG Pub Podcast, which you can actually find a feed for out on vgevo.com uh he and i were kind of discussing something on the chat box the other day and uh, he wanted to weigh in on a, a very special subject so uh here's a little voicemail from mr dale coolis from the vg pub podcast what's up playstation nation guys this is dale also known as gruel from on tap and i just thought i'd send this voicemail about uh, my thoughts on devil may cry 4 I just got it in from Gamefly a few days ago, and, well, it's back to Gamefly. I'm sorry, Jared, I didn't dig it. The save system pissed me off. Uh, the last Devil May Cry game I played was the first one, so I may have been a little unfamiliar with it. I love the first one. I was looking forward to the fourth one. I really dug the cutscenes. and The first couple missions, I was digging it, and you know, I saved at the end of the first level and the second level. In the middle of the third level, I got up to the part of the Grand Hall, which was that big kind of elaborate dungeon. So I got to put a... What? Seemed like 20, 25 minutes of progress into it. And I thought, no, I should see if there's an in-game save from the options. And I saw, oh, hey, there is. And so I hit save, and they show that picture of the icon of where your save is, and it showed the picture of Nero in that grand hall right near that coffin. So I'm thinking. So I go, I save it, and I pick up my game save the next day, and it starts me off at the back of the beginning of the third mission. And I'm thinking to myself, do I want to repeat that? 20 to 25 minutes of backtracking and get where I am. I was thinking about it, but then I was just pissed off to no end over that misleading save system, and I returned the game. I'm sorry, Jared. Fuck Capcom and their evil save systems. Uh, yeah, that's about all I got. And oh, yeah, I listened to your last show, and I agree about Twisted Metal head on for the PS2 being uh, pretty killer. Have a good day. Awesome, man. Thanks a lot, Dale. Yeah, thank you, Dale. Thanks, girl. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I don't. How do you really feel about their good. save system, Dale? <laughs> Dude, Capcom is world renowned for having like the shittiest save systems in pretty much every single one of their games, from Resident Evil to Dead War Rising and to, yes, Devil May Cry 4. So I don't blame him. Hmm. I don't know. I, th- I have a feeling if I played Devil May Cry 4, I would completely agree with him because last Devil May Cry I played was the first one and I felt about the same as he did. I'll say it again. That game is not for everybody, but it is for me. Yeah. I will rent it, but it's probably going to be further down on my list because I just have a bad feel and I totally agree with him. Well, it's sold over 2 million copies, but uh, they just haven't told us on what systems, you know, how many on each system. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we know the PS3 version trounced it in Japan, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And look, Devil May Cry is a PlayStation genre. I don't really think it's a game that is very Xbox 360 crowd oriented. You know, I, that is one of the franchises. I think when I think PlayStation three, I don't think of Devil May Cry four as an Xbox 360 game because it's very Japanese in its approach. So, uh, you know, you might, you might see those PlayStation diehards really running out to get it. All right. Okay. Wait, there aren't any PlayStation diehards. That's why everybody's so down on the PS three, right? Right. Yeah. It sucks. Even though it, nobody owns a PS two. Nobody. For 120 million people. Yeah. Sony killed Sega. <laughs> Fuck you, Sony. Those <sighs> bastards. That's All right. right. Okay. I love your um, Dreamcast. Well, we, uh, one of our listeners, uh, Quell, had caught, you know, caught me on the, the chat box one day and was talking about the fact that he has... Uh, a game called Dark Mist, which came out on the Japanese PSN. Uh, so I told him, hey, send us a review. And, and actually, that's what he did. So um, it's about five minutes. But uh, I, I think it's actually, he did a great job on it. So uh, I've actually been curious about this game. And it's good that somebody actually tried it out instead of me spending all my hard-earned money as usual. So uh, let's give it a listen. Howdy folks, Quell here with a little review of uh, Dark Mist. It's currently only out in Japan and Hong Kong. Luckily I still have some Hong Kong money left over from when Ed tried to buy Tekken. And uh, it's also English tech, so I can actually understand it. Uh, first off, quick on the dirty. This is a fun little game that's basically a mashup of Smash TV and Zelda Dungeons. Uh, forgive me if I don't know the names, but I don't follow the stories uh, too closely. Uh, you're a light angel or something and you're trying to fight to save the blah blah. Doesn't really matter. Uh, the game is composed of, I think, 14 labyrinth levels, and uh, each one is set up with a static grid pattern rooms. You walk from room to room, finding keys, dispatching monsters, and trying to level up your three special attacks. Your Ares, I think is what her name is, uh, Light Angel with a bow, and it plays like a twin-stick shooter. Uh, one stick is for walking around, the other stick is to shoot in the direction that you're pressing. Uh, you also have three different special attacks, uh, Scattershot, a volley shot that has an area effect damage and also a powerful arrow that can ricochet twice. Uh, you can also switch between special attacks and they refresh pretty fast so you can actually use them quite often. Uh, you can also gain the ability to use more and more special attacks per refresh by leveling them up. They all level up independently though <clears throat> so you have to pick and choose which is the best to level up at the given time. Yeah, you level them up simply by collecting little crescent moon icons that fall from enemies, and you can also get them out of these special like light baskets um, that switch colors. Uh, you also have two bombs at your disposal, which just about clear the entire room. 
The other ability you have at your disposal is a whirlwind attack, uh, but it's more of a defensive move as it's most often used to fling monsters off you that have latched onto you to slow you down. Um, it can also be used to deflect projectiles that are headed your way. And the last thing it can be used for is clearing away the quote-unquote dark mist. The rooms are actually surrounded by pockets of the dark mist that cloud your vision, so you can't see the enemies or the projectiles and stuff like that. By shaking the controller, which is the only six-access mechanic in the game, uh, you actually do the whirlwind attack, which will clear away a little bit of the mist around you, along with the other features that the whirlwind does. And did I mention later in the game that the rooms have pitfalls in them? So yes, you can't just blast through the levels, not totally at least. Um, you do get a little balance animation when you reach the edge of a cliff, so you can actually help your uh, back yourself away from it and stuff like that. And for the at least the first seven labyrinths, um, I found that it's sometimes actually easier to just plow through the level instead of trying to clear away the dark mist uh, or frighten off the hordes of enemies. Uh, this may be your best bet since the only online component of the game was actually online rankings for time trial and scores. As you fight for more and more enemies in a row, you also get combos off your special attacks by hitting two or more enemies at the same time. And your scroll multiplier will get higher and higher because of that. Um, if you get hit or you don't kill for a while, um, it'll actually slowly drain away. And so your objects are trying to clear the levels faster and faster with a better score. Unless, like... You're like me, and you're just trying to beat the game and see the cool bosses. And that brings us up to the game's one problem. There is no saving in this game. You either beat the game in one sitting or start all the way back from the beginning. Now, this isn't too bad since the game isn't too terribly long. Um, I figure it's probably about uh, two hours. But, and, you know, if I were to take my time and have a little bit of patience with the rooms and stuff like that. But problem is I'm a small-dose gamer, and I would really have loved to have a Sage feature. You do have unlimited lives, however. Um, but if you die, you start back at the beginning of the current level you're on. Also, as you beat levels and unlock them in the challenge mode, you can pick specific levels to try and blast through and get the top online rank. Uh, the visual style reminds me of most of the dungeons from the first few Zelda games. You have little monsters that don't shoot and just run up to you. Those are the ones kind of like latch on and slow you down. You have these big fat ones that are like basically turrets that just shoot at you. Then you have these like big fat moving turrets that also shoot at you. Then there's like some little snake eyes and stuff like that. I'm not sure there's more that I haven't seen yet. Because like I said, I'm only on the seventh labyrinth and I think there's 14 of them. Um, the graphics are all really nice, especially for a little downloadable game. Um, I must say, I'm far more impressed with the offerings of the games through the PSN through the, than through Xbox Live. I mean, Xbox Live does have more, but they just the gameplay isn't quite as tight as the ones on the PSN, and it just doesn't have like the look and the polish of the ones that are on the PSN offerings. And you know, I don't know, call me a fanboy, but I haven't bought any XBLA games, and I've bought like 14 PSN games. So, you know, if that tells you anything. Um, just wanted to say in closing that I, I like the visual style. I like the little touches. There's like little vines on the wall and little water fountains like sprinkled about and stuff like that. And I'd say if you like twin stick shooters, then you should uh, give it a shot. I think it'd be a nice addition to your collection. And uh, thanks for listening. And I hope somebody finds this little review useful. All right. Thank you very much, Quell, uh, for that uh, review of a game that we all wish we could be checking out right now if it wasn't for those bastards at Sony of America. By the way, we love you guys. <laughs> um, Wait. Mark and I could try it out. Oh, well, you have to That's be Mr. True. Fancy Pants to take the 30 minutes of your time to make a Japanese account? Yeah. Well, and plus, I mean, if 
fuck those save systems. Who needs a save system? There's no save system in the game? Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, that kind of sucks. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Okay. So I wonder if there I is and he just doesn't realize it. Maybe. All right, so... Maybe, uh, but who knows? So to kick off the next game that Glenn's going to be talking about, I figured that, well, since I'm in the music room of my house recording, we're reviewing Patapon, and thus... Oh, God. <laughs> You know, that sounded better before. <laughs> bon, bon, All bon. right. Uh, my thanks again before we go too far. My thanks again to Sony and to Mr. Rubenstein for uh, sending this game over early. Uh, I know he's pretty proud of it because this is the first game uh, that he actually has a credit in. So uh, congratulations, sir. Woo. Uh, this is Pat Upon. This awesome. is from Sony Entertainment. Um, it is for the PSP, and damn, is this game cool. Um, I wish I was younger with a better memory and better reflexes because um, I really like this game, and I really suck at it. So <laughs> there you go. I've been playing a lot of it, and I'm not very far, but uh, what I've played, I have thoroughly enjoyed. Uh in my opinion, this game is another one that you really should play with headphones uh, so you can really hear that music. Get to the fever. Uh, it, it, it's so cool. I mean, you get to the, the title screen and it's like these bagpipe music that you would hear over, you know, overseas. And then all of a sudden it gets into the regular game and you've got all these little eyeballs with their little weapons and they're all kind of talking their little language. And you just, they're so cute. You just got to... You got to save them. You got you got to help them out. You got to help them get food, and you got to help them defeat these enemies that are coming after them. So, Glenn, savior of the, the basic universe. gist. What was that, Glenn? Savior <laughs> of the universe. <laughs> Glenn. Oh. <laughs> so, you know, I, I would love to give you this really, really deep um, and meaningful review, but to be brutally honest, I'm so entranced by just trying to keep the beat in the game and everything that the story with me is not really completely lost, but I just haven't paid attention to the story that much. I'm just having so much fun. Well, I'm just having so much fun dicking around with it. Um, so, and, and the great thing is the manual is excellent. The manual actually in this case helps you out immensely. So you've got these zigatons that are, uh, that actually forced the Patapons into exile. And you are um, the, I think it's the Hatapon. I don't know. Hatap- you're one of the, you're this, this, this all powerful Patapon or whatever. And so you're like their God. So it's almost like you're playing a populace or something like that, but like you're this deity from above and you're the one leading these, these little Patapons into battle. So what you do is, you have a four button combination for different moves. So like to move them forward, you hit square, 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 circle. But you have to do it with the, with the beat of the music that's going in the game. And, and the border of, of the screen actually uh, pulsates with the beat of the, of the, of the music. Um, so in the first one, they kind of walk you through a little bit and you just keep hitting square, 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 circle, and they move forward and they do this little animation and they all little, you know, talk in their little pad upon language. Um, then later on you want to go try to get food. So you have to keep moving forward, but then also you have to use uh, circle, circle, square, circle. So you have to start remembering these moves and then the farther you get into the game, um, you, they start, basically you get a new drum and that drum is applied to another button. 
So then all of a sudden you get the defense, which is triangle, triangle, square, circle. So you're just sitting there doing all these different button combinations. And it's literally it. I don't remember ever even touching the D-pad. It's literally you playing almost like a rhythm game, but you're playing as like their God and you're leading them with this, this drum music, the war drum. Um, what's that? The war drum. Well, there's four different drums. Yeah, but it's drum music, whatever, but you have to keep the beat. And, and literally every time I play this game, I tap my feet and I'm bobbing my head with the beat just so I can try to keep in step with this beat. So what, what you do is if you can pull these off, uh, 10 times in a row, you, you basically just build up these combos, build up these combos. You get 10 times in a row and all of a sudden you go into like this overdrive or what they call fever. I got a fever. Um, when you're in fever, your, your attacks are, are better. I think you actually have, uh, like a farther reach with your weapons, things like that. And what you try to do is keep that fever up and running as much as possible. Once you screw up one of the, one of the moves, like you hit the wrong button or you're out of beat, it goes back down to zero and you try to build up that combo again. Um, it's literally a 2d game. I mean, you, you start at the left and you move to the right and you basically, it's almost like Odin sphere where you start at one point and you just keep moving to the right and there's this little goal like you're playing Sonic the Hedgehog, you know, the little ball on the stick. Wait. And you just move to the goal. Um, but like I said, you don't even touch the D-pad. It's all with the beat of these drums and which drums you're playing to get them to do certain things. So you've got like advance, you've got attack, you've got defend, and then the, the best move that I haven't gotten to yet really is called juju. <laughs> so when you're in fever, you can use your juju. <laughs> <laughs> but there's other ones that you can find oh, the, um that, you know there's actually is, i'm sorry is that the waterfall dance i saw in one of the trailers uh, the i dance? believe so see i just haven't gotten that far and it sucks because i'm really enjoying this game which is it's it's kind of funny because usually on a game like this where i start sucking i just kind of put it away and go on to something else because i have such a backlog but I, I'm just drawn to this game and I don't know if it's the music, if it's the visuals or what, but um, the visuals are outstanding. Um, this game, you need to at least play the demo to see the visuals. Uh, just awesome. 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 Uh, I played it on the, on the HD TV and it looks phenomenal on there. Um, I just got to read something from the manual here. Cause this just really cracks me up. <clears throat> and they say some facts about Patapons. Question, what exactly is a patapon? Answer, a patapon is a miniature scampering eyeball armed to the teeth with small but deadly weapons. <laughs> it's not wise to mess with them in large numbers. <laughs> that's fantastic. <clears throat> well, that's right. Uh, you play as what's called the mighty patapon. So the question is, who's the mighty patapon? That's you. The patapons are fiercely loyal to you, their newfound leader. Speak to them using the beats of the sacred drums. So... Like I said, the manual is really well written, and I, I was actually laughing a couple times at this manual. Um, it's a really simplistic game, but it's really complex at the same time. It's it's almost like you're playing almost like a strategy game, I guess. Or it's it's. But I think this is what I really like about it. It's really unique, and it's one of those games that I really don't think you can put it into a category. Yeah, it's a rhythm game, but not... I mean, it's not like a rock band or um, even a frequency or an amplitude or something like that. It's a musically You're charged, using, real-time strategy game. No, but it's a side-scrolling action game, too. I mean, it, it's really odd. So um, I can't speak highly enough of this game. I really can't. I, I think this is 
this is what I love the most about <clears throat> owning a PS3 and a PSP lately is the unique stuff that we're seeing from Sony uh, with games like this and well, local Roku to a certain extent, but everyday shooter, you know, it, it, it's another one of those games that just really grabs you. And um, <clears throat> I don't know what the price is. I think it's 20 bucks. 20 bucks. I'm not sure. 20 bucks. I'm telling you, yeah. I don't like rhythm games. I don't, but you got to buy this game. It's, it's a must buy. If you're oh, a PSP owner, you need to buy this game. I'm getting it, man. You're making um, me hate. My, are you making my wallet hate me? I know, but this is this is definitely one that you need to experience. This game, it's yeah, it's going to be one that you're just going to have it in your head the whole time. <clears throat> Go buy this game, and I again thank you, Sony, for sending the game over. Thank you, Jeff Rubenstein, for sending the game. Very cool. All right, so uh, Mark, what have you been playing? <laughs> Uh, I've been playing our new favorite game, Lost Odyssey. Yes! Okay, <laughs> you two go ahead and start talking about this. I'm just going to sit over here and listen to this. Uh, well, here, I'll get the other stuff uh, I've been playing out of the way first. Okay. And then we can dig into that. Or actually, do you want me um, to start so you two can just talk about it? Sure, why not? Well, I've been playing other okay. stuff. Yeah, right. I have. <laughs> oh, that's so right. Why don't, we, you why don't, why don't we talk about the non-Lost Odyssey stuff and then we'll end uh, Yeah, let, let's do that. Why don't, we, why don't we just do the what we've been playing and then you two can break into Lost yeah. Odyssey after that. Okay. Okay, um, so go ahead, actually, Mark. Actually, I haven't had much time this week. There's been a lot of stuff going on and I've been really busy at work too. Um, But mostly I played uh, Earthbound for the, the Team Fremont podcast. has a little book club going that I think we mentioned last book week. So I've been playing that. And also I got sucked into Cave Story um, if you've never played this, just Google Cave Story, find it, download it, and play it because this is a game. I mean, I am absolutely blown away. It's an indie Japanese game that was released a few years ago. It's kind of eight bit ish, but better. It's all all done by one guy. It took him like five years to do it. It kind of plays like a a Metroid or a Castlevania game, but it is just absolutely phenomenal. Everything about this game is just pure gold i can't even tell you just go download it and thank me later it's that good i got sucked into it for an entire afternoon when i meant to play earthbound but yeah just absolutely awesome um other than that a little bit of twisted metal and i think that that was pretty much it i just haven't had any time all right so uh glenn what have you been playing uh nothing go ahead no i'm just kidding (laughs) uh well, Twisted Metal head on. I, I haven't gotten enough time into it as as I really want to um, because we promised that we'd play some Unreal Tournament 3 this week. So we have. I've been playing Unreal Tournament 3 a lot. Um, I always feel like I suck at it, but Quell was kind of giving me shit last night saying you're like always in the top one or two. But I'm so used to doing what I do in Call of Duty 4 that I think I stink at Unreal Tournament 3, but I don't. Oh, my God. I don't know how weird that sounds. Um, no, we were having just an absolute blast last couple nights with Unreal Tournament 3. They do need to fix the voice chat, though. It's It sucks. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I don't even use it on that game. And we tried to use it. Wally's, Wally's one was having a problem with it, and mine was barely working, and I don't know. It, it's, it needs to be fixed. Well, it's probably not going to get fixed. Now they're going to get bought by Microsoft. Well, actually, so, um, uh, something just came out from GDC like a few minutes ago and they said that they're actually going to fix 
they, haven't, they didn't go into details, but they're going to fix how you can download mods. So hopefully they build that into the game interface for a change. Uh, yeah. yeah, I downloaded some of the mods though and tried them out. There's some really good ones out there. Yeah. But mm-hmm. Mark, you were saying something about being bought by Microsoft. Yeah, the big rumor afoot is that uh, Microsoft is going to buy Epic. Won't happen. I hope not. I don't think it will. They've been independent for too long. I just don't see it happening. I'm sure they'll sell them the rights to Gears of War, but oh, yeah. that's probably about it. Yeah. Which they already have, haven't they? No. Well, yeah, they actually have the rights to Gears of War. They have the rights to the IP. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's been Ooh, Gears yeah. of War 2 in November. Yay. Yeah. Well, there's been rumor flying yeah, around right. of a, like a, a game set in a Gears of War universe for multi-platform cons- consoles, but still, if you want a game titled Gears of War, it's it's Microsoft exclusive. Mm, I think yeah, I think that's the official. I'm sorry. I I bought Gears of War. I played it for about two or three weeks. I got really bored with it. I got rid of it. I yeah. I'm sorry. I thought I, I understand the visuals are great. Although. The people out there that that say the Gears of War looks so much better than Unreal Tournament Three, I'm sorry, uh-huh. but you're on crack. No, no, oh, no, no way, way. No way. Uh-huh. Unreal Tournament Three is phenomenal looking. Yeah. So I'm sorry, yeah. but and they use the same engine. The thing is, Unreal Tournament Three has an updated version of the engine. Enough said. Um, mm-hmm. but I actually went out and found a used copy of Street Fighter Anniversary Collection for the PS2, hey. along with the bonus soundtrack CD for Third Strike. <laughs> nice. Um, I've never, I've never played Third Strike. I mean, I, I've never seen a machine for it. So, uh, man, that game is cool. <laughs> yeah. I never realized how good that game was. So you learn something new every day. Um, of course, playing Patapon, playing a lot of Wipeout Pulse. I'm up to the third out of four uh, different levels that are out there. Uh, playing the hell out of that game. Um, actually, I took my PSP to my buddies last weekend, and uh, my friend Adam grabbed my PSP and started playing Luminous 2 and played it so long that he killed my charged battery. I had a fully charged battery and he played (laughs) Luminous 2 that much. Wow. So that was kind of funny. So I didn't get to play anything that night. Thanks, Adam. (laughs) Um, Playing a ton, and I mean a a metric ton of the MLB 08 demo for the PS3. Um, This game is going to kick major ass. Um, so many fixes, gorgeous, gorgeous animation. I mean, everything really blends together a lot more smoothly this year, but all the little touches they put into it. I mean, I've got base runners jumping out of the way of a ball. You've got the crowd of the beach ball bouncing it around. Um, just all these little nuances that were not in the game last year. I mean, full HDR lighting, uh, animated billboard or uh, scoreboards and, and billboards, things like that. Um, <clears throat> God, what else? There's a ton of stuff I'm missing here. But, oh, and the depth of field. They did kind of a Call of Duty 4 effect where uh, they really bring in the depth of field now. So everything in the background is kind of hazy. Uh, and, you know, they'll change the depth of field, things like that. Uh, you've got all the players are in the dugout now during the gameplay. Uh, the ball actually has real physics off of, uh, like if you hit a home run or a foul ball. Um, the crowd actually reaches for a foul ball now. They actually lunge for it. Um, Bartman philosophy. I could go on and on and on. What's that? Bartman philosophy. Okay, sure. (laughs) So, um, it's pretty funny too, because I, Adam was playing at the night that I was editing the show last week and I look over and he's in the ninth inning on a three inning demo. He had a, (laughs) he had a zero to zero game going for like 10 innings. (laughs) 
So he actually got to play a full game on the demo. <laughs> so it lets you and from what it sounds like, he's not the only one. It lets you go into extra innings if you go that far. Yeah, would, but it's kind of funny because the computer starts cheating on you, and uh, you can't make any substitutions for pitchers, but the computer can. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, so uh, the hitting's really tweaked this year. The pitching is tweaked like crazy. You actually have an indicator showing um, where the ball is going to break to. Um, just all all the 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 you know the, the the specialized umpires or the you know the unique umpires where they have a different strike zone for at different times. Um, man, I oh I can't wait for this game. Uh, it comes out I think March third or it ships March third. I think it's out March fifth, but. I, I can't wait for this game. I, I man, it is so cool. So right. uh, look forward to a, a very full uh, review, and hopefully we'll get together and, and get nine volts in on the review as well, since he's such a big baseball fan. Okay. Yeah. I tried to talk Adam into it, but Adam doesn't want his voice heard. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Uh, I guess I wipe out. I played some Street Fighter Alpha Three Max on the PSP again. Um, actually started working on Daxter on the PSP a little. I don't know why I'm playing the PSP so much, but I am. Daxter is a great game. Um, yeah, I haven't gotten too far into it. I just kind of dinked around with it the other night. Uh, of course, Call of Duty 4, I, I, I broke down and I played the PS3 version the other night because I was getting very frustrated with the 360 controller. Uh, Double Arican and well, he goes by Trip Hammer on the PS3, but uh, Astaroth uh, so Astroth, myself, and, and Double Arican got on the 360 version last night and worked on uh, Search and Destroy, which is kind of like Counter-Strike. Once you're dead, you're dead, and you have to wait until the next round. And, uh, yeah, we kind of stunk it up, so we really need to practice on that mode. Uh, I think Domination and Team Deathmatch, we've, we've got it handled, but uh, Search and Destroy, we, we got our asses handed to us. Um, so Call of Duty 4 on both systems. Uh, some pinball FX, and like I told you guys before the show, I actually made pinball FX uh, lock up on me or, or glitch out. Basically, it didn't lock up, but it glitched out where I hit the ball into a hole, and it just fro- it just sat there. the The ball wouldn't release. Um, <laughs> I did everything. I tried, tilted the hell out of it, everything, and and I basically had to quit the game. So, damn it! I love pinball FX too. Effers, <laughs> uh, and a lot of Gottlieb collection on the PSP last weekend. I. I've been playing the heck out of that one again, trying to build up some credits and uh, trying to unlock everything in it. So um, quite a lot of gaming this week, actually, and I've been brutally busy at work. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we get some more Unreal Tournament 3 in maybe later on tonight when we're done. Uh, and yeah, yeah, I mean, luckily next week is kind of kind of a slow week for releases again. So um, I'm hoping I, I maybe fill the backlog a little bit. I, I'd really like to finish Uncharted. So that's kind of what's on my agenda but uh we've got the call of duty 4 thing on the 360 coming up uh like end of next week so i'm really gonna focus on that i'm up to level 42 i think on the 360 Uh-oh. which i've had it for two weeks so that's not too bad okay so anyway yeah all right all right so um i've been kicking myself in the ass for the last week because remember how last week i was trying to go uh what was that other game i played I, I I beat Devil May Cry 4. Uh, so I completely forgot to mention that last week. Um, my opinion has not changed on that game one bit. When you go into Dante, when you get start playing as Dante, it is such a completely different experience from just every single regard of the gameplay. He plays so much differently. 
from Nero that yes, you're you're going through the same environments, but they've changed up the environments. They've done you know you go through different layouts. You go you know you go through different times and settings. So it's not just doing the same levels over again as Nero, as some people have led you to believe. Uh, but they've made Dante so powerful. I mean, it, it actually gets rather easy when you're playing as Dante because he is just rocking ass, man. When you start leveling up your Swordmaster skill, um, the way Dante works is he has four different skills. He's got Swordmaster, Trickster, Gunslinger, and Royal Guard. And the cool thing about Devil May Cry 4 is you can now, just with a flick of the D-pad, you can switch them on the fly, where in Devil May Cry 3 you had to actually go into a menu. Uh, so they've done a lot with Dante, and it's they've made it really fun. The ending is great. Uh, the final boss battle is not that great, but the second-to-final boss battle... Um, where you basically, it's a Shadow of the Colossus style boss fight where you have to go around this giant uh, Greco-Roman statue guy and take out all these blue orbs on him. That was so much fun to do. And um, I only have one gripe about the game, uh, and it is the second to last level is a bitch. Uh, it's called the Stairway to Heaven, and it's this fi- it's this five leveled i think it might be six actually six leveled uh game uh board game basically you hit a dice with the ball i mean with your you know with your sword and it lands on a piece and you're just trying to get to the end of the board and you have to do this six times and every time you finish a board you have to fight one of the bosses from the from the game and you fight every single one of the bosses so you fight you fight them Every boss, once as Nero, then once as Dante, and then once as Nero again as uh, on this stupid board game. And that level really did suck. Uh, it was a huge pain in the ass. It got really hard because you're just doing this boss. I mean, after after the whole thing was done, my my thumb hurt. So, uh, but other than that, I... See, now, to me, that just sounds really lame. I'm sorry, but that it still sounds like <laughs> you're rehashing all... It's, uh, you, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the first Halo game where you had to walk through the entire game backwards, basically, when you got to a certain point. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what your description makes me, or it kind of brings to mind. So, it's no, again, I, I know you love the game to death, but to me that just sounds atrocious. Uh, no, I, I totally understand that, and as someone who's played through both games, it's nowhere near as bad as it was in Halo. But yes, you do kind of go through the same thing. And it's all, like I said, it's all about the combat. The combat is still great, and there's plenty of reason to go back. You unlock harder difficulties. I'm going through it again now on Son of Sparta mode, which is actually a pretty tough challenge. You can play through every level as Dante now, which is really cool. And, you know, the story is actually it's actually really cool, and the cutscenes are really well done. So I, I love this game. I really do, and I understand why some people won't. But for me, it's just a really great experience. And um, other than that, uh, go buy Professor Layton in the Curious Village. That game is just fantastic. I love that game. Uh, and yeah. uh, honestly, my wife played 12 hours of Professor Layton in two days. Jesus. I've played eight uh, <laughs> since I got it on Sunday. So, yeah. And I've, I haven't, I've never played a DS game this hardcore. Every single opportunity I have, it could be just five minutes, 10 minutes. Like, I was on my lunch break and actually drove home to pick up my DS so I could play Professor Layton during my lunch break. It's that addicting. You're a sick, sick man. It's that addicting is a wonderful game with a great art style. It is just fantastic. 
And uh, it really is good. Yeah. And was there anything else other than that? Oh yeah, Lost Odyssey. Oh my god. <laughs> what game? I've never heard of that before. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's like Lost the TV show, except not at all. Yeah. <laughs> except it's like also oh, it makes sense. It's like Lost the TV show, except good. <laughs> and you care about the characters. Aw, aw, aw. <laughs> it actually has a story you can follow. Yeah. Yeah. I love Basically, this if game. you're an RPG fan and you don't have a 360, you should be extremely jealous that this if game is If you are not an RPG fan, this game is worth buying a 360 to play this game. It's oh, that good. Really? It's, it's that it is the best Mark? game in this genre I've played in a very long time. Mark? Look, I I haven't been a fan of JRPGs since mostly the 16-bit days with a couple exceptions. And like this game is phenomenal i mean i i got it what did i get it thursday yeah, last week got it as a valentine's and day for you i played it yeah i i played it solid all weekend yeah. it's the the storyline is actually i've heard i saw a lot of the reviews said the storyline was so so i think that's what IGN they said. obviously didn't get past a very certain part well, I'll say this, like the the characterization and, you know, learning all the backstory of your characters and the events that happen to these characters are so w- well done. I mean, I, I, I mean, if you if you aren't moved by some of the stuff, you're not human in this game. Seriously. Yeah. Especially that big event at the end of the first. Yeah, there, that was. But as far really as like what I've watch. seen of the overall plot, like there's a little political intrigue thing. And so far, that seems a little bit generic. Like Still well the done. guy who, you know, he, the guy who's obviously the villain. Well, I mean, he, they, it's pretty much flat oh, out. Oh, he's the villain. You know, told to, he's the villain. You know, he. I, I've seen better villains, but I. Does, does he have a goatee? I mean, I'm only yes. just past the first disc, and according to our friend uh, Phil from the Team Fremont forums, you know, it just gets better and better. So, you know, don't not play and it because of that. I, is it just me, or were the load times completely overblown? I mean, I was expecting these to be oh, totally. horrible, and they're perfectly acceptable. I have no problems with the loading yeah. at all. Uh, there's, I think yeah. they're, they're to the point where if they were a second or two shorter, I wouldn't notice them at all. But it's just like that one second where you know I, I get to the point where I just want to start hitting the button to make it start the battle faster. But it's not annoying to say it in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. And, you know, just from a presentational standpoint, the voice acting is, honestly, I think it's the best I've ever heard for a Japanese-English translation. I'm not kidding. It's yeah. fantastic. I, I would agree. The music is amazing. Some of Uematsu's best work. Uh, the graphics are great. It's, I think it's the best-looking Unreal Engine 3 game other than, like, Gears and Unreal. I think you can even make really the argument is. that it, it looks is. better. Uh, yeah. God damn, I love this game. It, this is an amazing, amazing achievement. Yeah, and oh yeah, it's fun to play. That the oh yeah, they were saying this, the RPG system in it was like too, you know, nothing special. But I think it's actually pretty damn good. Maybe it's just because I haven't played many RPGs lately. But the whole skill system it and reminded like, me the immortal characters learn it, stuff. It, it's cool. It reminded me of Legend of Dragoon, that old uh, PlayStation One game. And it really focuses on defense a lot more than other uh, than other RPGs. 
like your your position in battle is, and your formation is very yeah. important um a lot more important than it is it gets most- tough in a few places too you you can't just sit there and slam on the the a button well it, to get through the, everything the thing is that in some of the in most of the dungeons there's actually a level cap you can only level so much and but they've designed it in this way so that when you play the when you when you play the bosses the bosses are more like at to quote a one up editor they're a lot, a lot like a puzzle and so there's a right way and a wrong way to fight these bosses and when you figure out the right way to fight them it's actually quite easy is there a max power way? Yes. <laughs> yes, but it's quicker. <laughs> um, I, I this is the PlayStation Nation podcast, so we should probably stop. But it, I'm not kidding. <laughs> yeah. if, if you love <laughs> Japanese RPGs, you need to play this game right now. Yeah, this is a this is the emotional connection I always wanted out of the the 3D Final Fantasy games. Yeah, he's just go watch Old Yeller. Is what? Just go watch Old Yeller if you want uh, an emotional connection. <laughs> Why do you got to no. be such a little? Oh, we bitch. should mention. Oh, what was that, we Jared? Should mention Nothing. the the stories. Oh, oh, you mean the thousand year dreams? I really like that. Yeah, I well, because I love it. Well, it's not just I, some people made it out as just reading a book. No, it's not that at all. There's music chimes. There's artwork in the background. There's. Mm-hmm. The way I love how like there's text effects. Yeah, there's text effects. There's a lot more to it, and they're extremely well written. Um, I have no problems with them. Every time one pops up, uh, I'm I'm reading yeah. it. And I'll tell you what, my brother, who, who's a big Japanese RPG guy, we're playing this simultaneously, and him and me had like an hour and a half long discussion about the ending of Disc One. Uh, we just talked, and yeah. I've never had a discussion like that about a video game in my life. Yeah. Yeah, I will say that the only other game that has ever gotten me that emotionally involved was Silent Hill 2. I could see that. Mm. It was uh, the long, yeah. the longest journey for me. The original longest journey really got me sucked up in that, but honestly, nothing compares to this. I've never been so enamored with characters in a game in my life. Yeah. So Glenn, go buy it. if you have a 360 and uh, or, you know, if you don't have one, go borrow one from a friend and rent this because it's really freaking good. See, I don't need to buy it because when Mark finishes it, I'll just borrow his. Well, you can borrow the first disc next time I see it because I'm done with that one. Yeah. Well, I'll be down there pretty soon, won't I? Yes, you will. All right. And it'll, it'll take me three months just to get through the first disc anyway. So I, probably actually the, the first disc will only <laughs> because take it's you not about eight and a half hours. I'm guessing the game's about 35 hours. If it's like that disc. It took me longer. Yeah, but that, unless but I have I the P90 with three frag this. grenades, I'm not going to make it through very quickly. Oh, good Christ. <laughs> 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 All right. So let's go ahead. We should probably move on. Yeah, let's go ahead and move on. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about move along. the biggest news of the week. Uh, folks, it's over, and we mean it this time. Yep, it's over. Toshiba has officially pulled the plug on their HD DVD manufacturing. Uh, Toshiba is the... No way, they can still make a comeback. It's over. (laughs) Don't call it a comeback. (laughs) But, uh... (laughs) You know what's really funny? uh, And, well, let me just just preface this. Um, I, I got onto my 360 yesterday to play some Call of Duty 4, and lo and behold, the big advertisement on the right side was 
The HD DVD player for the 360 is at a lower price, 130 <laughs> or 129.99. And I just looked at it and laughed my ass off. I, I, I did this. <laughs> oh, I gotta buy one. I did the same thing at the store today, where I, I went to buy American Gangster, and they had this big display for the HD DVD version of American Gangster, and I just felt bad for anybody who bought it. Yeah. Uh, well, there was actually. Like a, I wish I still had it. There was. There was a website out there on. Um, 10 things to do with your HD DVD player. And like one of them was, um, send it to, uh, Howard Stringer so that, or send it to Howard Stringer to show your defiance of Blu-ray or something like that. And <laughs> there were some pretty good, funny ones on there. Yeah. Um, this is just good. Let's just talk about, you know, let's not just gloat like we win. Cause that's kind of stupid, but this is just the best for the, well, especially since I don't get any money out of it. Yeah. <laughs> this is the best. This is best for the consumer. Uh, we finally have a clear cut winner. We have a we have the format. We have the standard. Now we can actually move on, mm-hmm. uh, focus on the technology, make Blu-ray discs uh, better, have you know better firmwares, that kind of thing. And we can actually yeah. really focus on the discs themselves instead of the format. And I don't think we're well, actually one of the things that. that- it's completely necessary to even have a new format, but it's there now. You know, there's one definitive standard. Mm-hmm. So if you want to go HD, there you yeah. go. One of the things that has always been kind of said by a lot of people is, oh, we really don't need it. Um, it's only 5% of the market or 8% of the market or whatever. But I think a lot of people really didn't get into any HD format because they kind of want, were waiting out to see who the winner would be or if there would be, would it even be a winner? Yeah. And, and, um, you know, with, with the connection rate at like whatever, 8% or whatever number you want to pull out of the air, I think it is going to get higher this year because now we have a definitive format that all the studios, except for, I don't think Paramount's officially moved over yet, but it's only a matter of time. But now that we have all these, all these studios backing a single format, and we're going to see some really nice releases. I personally do think that we're going to see a huge jump in um, in Blu-ray becoming like viable in in the market and not just a niche market of like eight five to eight percent or whatever you want to call it. Um, I mean, we even saw. I think they said they saw a ten percent jump in PS3 sales because of this. Um, and another news story that we have, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that. So. Um, yeah, it, it, this is good news for the consumer. I mean, this is one of those oh, things definitely. where you're not just sitting there waiting for it and to see what's going to win and what's going to work out. Um, you know, Jaffe even put something on his blog today about it, and he said, well, basically, I guess Sony showed everybody. Everybody was a naysayer and blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to go that deep, but um, it, it is nice that we actually have a fully fun- functioning Blu-ray player in our PS3 because... I don't have to have a separate player for it, yeah. so it's kind of nice. Not only that, unlike the PlayStation 2 when it launched, this is a good drive. Yeah, yeah. the PS2's DVD playback was functional, but it wasn't even progressive scanned. It, so, um, it was a pretty horrible DVD you player, know, but it was a DVD player. Hey, it was better than the Xbox. I mean, at least you didn't have to buy a special remote for it to use it for a DVD oh, playback. Good. Or modify it. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, she was dropping it. HD DVD is officially dead. Yep, and uh, as we hey. as we announced uh, just a minute ago, Universal has officially moved to Blu-ray, so I don't think we need to go on to that. 
news story, so let's go ahead and move on to the next yeah, I think, one. I think, I think Paramount's the, the last holdout, if I remember correctly. So. I've read from multiple sources that Paramount Pictures, when it comes to their home video market, are always the last to do something, and always, they, they just have consistently, like, the worst releases for their movies. Uh, their home video market, is, uh, their home video department is pretty terrible, so... Read into that what you will. Well, I don't know about that because I, I, I still remember when, when Beverly Hills Cop came out on VHS. That was a huge release. That was Paramount. That was also 25 years ago, Glenn. That wasn't 25 years <laughs> yeah, ago. Yeah, it was. No. Before Jared was born. For real this time. <laughs> for real. <laughs> I still remember when that came out. I actually had, if you pre-bought Beverly Hills Cop on videotape, you got a t-shirt for free one of those mumford athletic shirts that he wears in the movie (laughs) i still remember that i was living in kansas city when that movie came out all right maybe more like 15 sorry i did my math wrong because i'm dumb oh it came out in 84 yeah so vhs released probably like 90 91 so more like 20 oh no vhs release came out in i think Let's see, I was in high school, probably 87. Oh, yeah, so 21 years. I wasn't off by say? that much. So you weren't alive. Okay. No, I was not alive. <laughs> that is kind of funny to think about. Holy shit. Yeah. You weren't even born yet when that movie came nope. out. Man. Although I have, wow. I have seen it, and it's a great one. If that's any kind of uh, consolation prize. That just blew my mind. Like, crap. <laughs> Never put I knew it all, Jared. That just kind of blew my mind, though. No, no, none taken. <laughs> I mean, had... Beverly Hills Cop, to me, is just like one of these definitive movies that just really moved the action and the comedy in in, in such a great job that, oh, forget it. Oh, sorry. No, no, <laughs> nope. <laughs> you totally messed me up. No, no hey, no problem, man. You <laughs> go ahead and have your flashback. Okay, so, so did you hear that the PS3, uh, they sold 10.5 million PS3 so far? Yes. And, um... They had a goal of selling 11 million by the end of March, and everybody scoffed at them for that. And um, yeah, it sounds like they're probably going to hit that goal. Yeah, and actually nice. exceed it. Yeah, and uh, one more thing that I read on uh, Kotaku: apparently, uh, Sony counts sold as sold and not shipped. So uh, this is actually right. 10.5. No, million. I thought it was actually shipped to retailers. I thought they reclarified that. Oh, was it? No, I th- I think. Um, well, no, as far as I saw, they said sold, uh, maybe it is sold to retailers. We'll have to find that out. I, I read, I, I will, I will make it my goal to find that out this week. Okay. Uh, I distinctly read an article that said when Sony says sold, they mean sold. So take that with a grain of salt until next week. Yeah. From three guys who half paid attention when they read it on the internet. Hey, everything on the internet's right. <laughs> but all right? the internet is never wrong. <laughs> okay, so let's actually talk about. I love you, Internet. Let's actually talk about this. Uh, so, ten point five million. That's actually quicker than the Xbox three hundred and sixty sold the main, the main amount by like a month and a half. I think it was. Uh, well, what does this mean? Well, that's the, the, well PS three sucks. <laughs> Those numbers. I mean, I, I, you know, we had that one report today from what was it, VG Charts or whatever. And Mark, you're right. The VG Charts is a little suspicious, but at the same time. They spell charts. With the, if you really look at the numbers, numbers, it is right. Okay. Oh yeah. I mean, it is. I mean, the actual numbers. They are the numbers are correct, and they really prove that. To be honest, if if Microsoft is being true about their sales, and Sony's being true about their sales, in the same time frame, the PS3 has sold more quicker, or more in the same time frame. 
And that's it. So that's, but I think what a lot of people don't really do. And I think we're even suspect about, about this every now and then is that I think as Americans, we think really locally in the United States, we don't think globally and America, quite honestly, the PS3 is kicking the 360, the, the PS3 is kicking the, the, the 360s ass in Japan. Oh, it's not handily. close. It's, and it's, and it's kicking ass in Europe. I mean, it is, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's not beating the I mean, 360 sales numbers in Europe as well, at least in most European regions. Yeah, and now in the United Kingdom so, and in Germany, it's uh, a lot closer. But in places like Spain and uh, France, the PS3 is a much in much higher regard and selling a lot better than it is than the Xbox 360 is. So you know, I still want to hear about Luxembourg if they even exist anymore. I think there's like a farm and uh, a llama in Luxembourg. You can drive. Ooh, if we have a if we have a listener in Luxembourg or what used to be Luxembourg, because I don't think Luxembourg exists anymore, send an email to yep. podcast at ps3nation.org and blast Jared for that that kind of Luxembourg is yep. still a real country. And we'll send you his address so you can fly to the U.S. and kick his ass. I think you could drive across Luxembourg. Jared's a racist. Like, I, I'm a what? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So is there I'm anything from else? Dublin? You're racist. Okay, is there anything else we need to say about this before we move well, on? Well, no, we can... No. I mean, we're, we're not... No, we can move on to the next story, and that is... Um, okay. Go ahead, Jared. We're talking over each other again. All right. Well, uh, I, I'm trying not to. I want you to I want you to say what you want to say, Glenn. I really do. Oh, go ahead. Okay. Okay, so the PlayStation 3 was voted the... <laughs> Awkward silence. Awkward silence. Okay, but the, uh, the PlayStation... I'm growing cr- bored. Hurry up. Yeah, I I think it's <laughs> Is it me or is it Glenn? I don't care. What? <laughs> okay. The PS3 was Disco voted the, uh, Jesus Christ. Blame that on Mark. <laughs> that is all Mark. But uh PlayStation uh, 3 was we're professional. The PlayStation Edit 3 here. was voted the most wanted Blu-ray player. Uh according to a article on ps3fanboy.com. And, uh, you know, by all accounts, this is true because PlayStation 3 is a great... Well, actually, actually, the poll was on Engadget HD. Ah. Yeah, I know, according to an article on PS3Fanboy.com. That the- well, PS3Fanboy posted it and everything, but Engadget HD actually put the poll up and everything else. Uh, that, that, I'm sorry. And, um... Well, they listed they listed three of the top players for Blu-ray, and so, of course, they had the Sony PlayStation 3 up. They also have Panasonic DMP... Uh, BD30, and they also had a Panasonic DMP BD50, which is actually not even out yet. And um, the PS3 won the voting by 56%. So it was 56% compared to 8.3% and 2.9% on the other ones. And there were some other ones that were mixed in, but these are the top ones. Um, so it's kind of funny. I mean, even with... And Gadget HD is a lot of AV geeks. And... Um, you know, there's a lot of people that kind of cross over from AVS forums and it's kind of funny to see that pretty much the PS3 is still the Blu-ray player du jour uh, because it's so upgradable and it, it works really well. It's one of the quietest players out there and it's got one of the fastest boot up times for when you put a disc in. So yeah, kind of funny. And they, you know, it's just, and not only that, just what you get in the package, it's a $400 Blu-ray player. And on top of that, you get, let's see the most technologically advanced video game console on the market. And uh, 
a upscaling p a, a really good upscaling DVD player, which I d- I don't know if other Blu-ray players have that, do they? Actually, it's it's probably still one of the best up upgrading or up converting DVD players on the market. Literally, um, I've already seen some articles out on AVS forums and actually on um, Home Theater Spot, and they kind of put them head to head with a couple of them that are about two grand. And uh, after the latest firmware that did anything to the the DVD playback, it's still beating both of them. Jeez. So it, it's kind of funny that, nice. uh, I mean, you know, like I said before, I have a really good 480p DVD player. It's a Denon um, 2900A. And uh, at the time that it came out, it was like a $1,200 DVD player. Um, for the CRT TV that I have at my house that I'm not at right now, um, it was perfect. I, I have a great 1080i TV, but this is a 480p player and I pretty much had everything, um, completely, uh, optimized for that viewing, uh, you know, viewing a 480p movie on that TV and you watch a DVD on my PS3, on my nice 1080p, uh, LCD and, I mean, it looks phenomenal on, on a lot of movies, especially the newer stuff, but you don't see any macro blocking whatsoever. The color correction is phenomenal Glenn, on Glenn, it. Glenn, remember um, how I stopped you last time? What? You know <laughs> what, though? You stopped me, and you got blasted for stopping me because people wanted to hear this. Did I? You got blasted on the forums. Yes, you did. Okay. All right. Keep going. Keep, keep going, guys. Enjoy. <clears throat> Actually, we're going to do the HD. We're going to do the HD TV minute next week, I think, because people actually even Terry wanted to hear it. He mentioned something to me that week, but um, quite seriously, and I know I'm getting technical, but um, it is probably the best upscaling DVD player that I've seen, except for and I've never seen the other ones, but there's there's some out there that cost like 20 grand, 10 grand, oh, 20 grand. Um, but I mean, it, it it all depends on how much of an AV geek you want to be. You know, I spent six hundred dollars just to get my um, my HD TV calibrated, my CRT one. Um, so it really depends on how much you really want to spend on the on the habit, and it is a habit and it is a hobby. It's 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 one of those things that I really personally enjoy. It's the sickness. Um, it is the sickness, and 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 I've deemed it the sickness, and I've accepted the fact that I have the sickness. Um, it's 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 a great player. It, it, the, the Bluetooth remote works really well. Would I like to have an infrared input? You'd bet your ass I would. Uh, there, there are ways around that. There's a little USB fob you can get now, but you know, it, it, it works really well. It still, it still blows a lot of the competition away for Blu-ray playback, especially for the price. You can go out and get a 40 gig model, which doesn't have all the bells and whistles for the gameplay, but for the movie playback, it works beautifully. It, it's the same movie playback that you get on the 60 gig, the 80 gig and the 20 gig. So I know my parents are really happy with it. So even the usability is definitely there. I mean, I've got my stepfather's in his seventies and he can use the PS3 to watch movies with no problems whatsoever. Yeah, no. My, so my father, they should really pack in the remote. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> yeah. For, for the 40 gig, we just know, need to, it is the, the Blu-ray player. My, uh, it's not a bad idea. That really is not a bad idea. Uh, my father actually. I don't know what their their whole deal is for not having an, an an IR input on it, and it still kind of burns me to this day. Um, I really wish they did have an IR input because 
I have a pretty expensive universal remote and it's an RF remote. So it works anywhere in the house. And I have this little receiver box that has eight little cables that come out of it with little, uh, infrared, uh, ends on it. And I actually just tape those to every infrared input on my equipment. Um, and I can control any of my equipment anywhere in the house and to not be able to do that on my PS3 kind of sucks. Yeah, no, my, so, but, uh, you anyway, know, go ahead, Jared. You said something about your... Well, my father, uh, we recently bought him an HDTV for Christmas, and uh, he has yet to have a uh, an upscaling DVD player, and he came to me and he said, I want an upscaling DVD player. What should I get? I told him to get a PlayStation 3, and he said, no, that's a Blu-ray player. And I said, yes, but it's also a fantastic upscaling DVD player, and it's a Blu-ray player, and you sh- that's... And so I was, I'm trying to sell him on the... Uh, on the sh- product I shill as well. And uh, I think he's going to be picking up a 40 gig within the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Mm. I mean, the only thing about the PS3 is that it heats up so much, but so do all Blu-ray players and actually HD DVD players did too. They heat up so much. Um, you just have to be careful. I mean, my parents one time closed the door on the section that the PS3 was oh. in and all of a sudden, you know, I get a phone call saying, Hey, our PS3 is not working. It's making a really loud sound while the, the fan was at full bore, but it, it's fine. It still works fine. So yeah. Yeah. You just, I mean, it's, you know, one of those things, technology, you know, one of those things. Okay. So, uh, Glenn, you're obviously into call of duty Four a lot, uh, quite a bit. So in- I've never played that game. I don't know what you're talking okay, about. Okay. Well, I'll talk about it. Uh, infinity ward is hinting <laughs> At new maps for Call of Duty 4. Dude, you don't even play that game. What are you at, like, level 5? I'm at level, like, 16. Mm. What is it? I'm what at, you like, at? level 16. I, I played through the single player twice. I love that single okay. player. It was about the single player for me with that game. The single player is phenomenal. It's short, but it's phenomenal. It's, I think it's honestly the best single player I've ever played in a first-person shooter in my life. It's just so wow. chaotic. Ooh. I gotta say, I I, I have not. Played. I I think for I think for frenetic gameplay, like um, just really in your face action, it's one of the top ones. Uh, I actually think Resistance is still really high on my list. Um, I would say Quake Two is really high on my list. I really like the single Deus player X. on that. Deus Ex is phenomenal. I still have that on the PC. Deus Ex is the most overrated um, person shooter. Oh, well, and of course Half Life Two and Half Life Two at the episodes. Um, Half-Life 2 is probably one of the best ones. I don't like the first Half-Life, to be honest. I, I really don't. Um, they got lazy at the end. Oh, and God. I've talked about that before, but Half-Life 2, I think, is, is great from, from from beginning to end. Yeah, but I, I, I'm talking just pure but anyway. frantic gameplay uh, of just chaotic <laughs> firefights. I really don't think... I mean, those levels are just so well-designed. I mean, that final, that final like, level where you're on the time limit, you, you just get into yeah. it, and it, it was really well done. And that ending was fantastic. And the cool thing is you can you can do that one over and over because it's almost like a score attack. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's Call of Duty 4 is without a doubt one of the um, it's one of the best games I've ever played, bar none. But anyway, since uh, I will talk about it, uh, there's been some rumor from Infinity Ward uh, at GDC that um, they're kind of hinting at the first map packs for the 360 and PS3 versions. I'm sure these are coming for PC as well. Um, basically, they've taken all of the feedback from their community and their forums are a buzz. I mean, they have a lot of people on their forums. And um, they're basically saying that 
The community was interested in three key elements, more open, larger scale maps, open maps with close quarters and more buildings with no closed doors. Uh, and completely new locales, not just different versions of what we already have. <clears throat> so, um, what was Antarctica. that? Sure. <laughs> I was thinking Cleveland myself. Um, so, uh, they're talking to Infinity Ward's community manager, Robert Bowling, and his quote was, um, people who want open maps are going to be happy with this map pack, but people who want more indoor locales are going to be happy with this map pack. And people who want something completely different from what they're currently playing are going to be happy with this map pack. So apparently the first map pack is going to be three maps and one's going to be <laughs> one's going to be really open environment. One's going to be close quarters with no uh, closed doors and one's going to be completely and new. Now for so something completely different. Uh, again, a lot of hints. Yeah, and now for something completely different. Uh, <laughs> so stop teasing and give me some info because uh, yeah, any new information on Call of Duty 4, I'm just going to drink in. Okay. <laughs> I want it, I want it, I want it, I want it. I'm so addicted yeah, to that game. One, By the uh, way, I, I got uh, one more news thing to add. Okay, okay, go for it. I was uh just noticed this on Game Life from some more info from GDC. More SNK Classics coming to Xbox Live Arcade and PSN in Ooh. 2008. PSN? Yeah. Yeah, what are we looking at here? They said uh, they asked about the. They don't really mention any details at all. It says they asked about the future of live arcade and PSN releases, and the firm's representatives told them the company plans to release classic titles on both systems during next year. Uh, details were non-existent, but the news is the first confirmation that they'll be releasing more stuff on the downloadable services. All right, nice, very cool. Yeah, and we. Uh, Trickman Terry, call your friend like at Playmore. SNK fanboy podcast. I think we should just do an SNK uh, episode sometime after we play. Like, we should do a weekend of, of Neo Geo, just nonstop Neo Geo playing. That could be fun. And but I need to buy Last Blade like 2 before did. you'll do that, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, once I looked at Last Blade 2 the, the other day. The games comes out. Oh, by the way, I almost won a I almost won an auction for Viewpoint, the home version. Nice. How much was the final bid? I got outbid at the last second and I was pissed. Like one fifty. Oh, okay. I would pay every cent of that for Viewpoint though. I love that game to death. I've never played Viewpoint. Hmm. Oh. Sorry. Viewpoint on the Neo Geo has still one of the best soundtracks on a game. Um I'll have to play, maybe if I have it, I'll play in the background right here. But um, Viewpoint is kind of a Zaxxon style shooter. So it's the same three fourths diagonal um, overhead perspective and um, an incredibly hard shooter. Um, but so satisfying. Just a great game. There's a PS1 port of it, isn't there? Yeah, there's a PS1 port, and I think there is a port for the Saturn, but it might only be in Japan, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I, I'm not quite sure port. about the Saturn, but... Oh my god, that Genesis version was horrible. Um, <laughs> there is a PS1 port. They actually redid the textures on the PS1 version, but the soundtrack stinks. Because uh, uh. half that game is the soundtrack. I mean, the, the, the game's soundtrack is just... Actually, that's one of my ringers on my phone, is, is one of the boss battles from that game, the first boss battle. That's for when Terry calls him. Wow, I you love Viewpoint. <laughs> oh, I love Viewpoint. Okay. So anyway. <clears throat> All right. So uh, let's go ahead and so. move on to the new releases this week. 
Uh, first off, we've got yeah. Turning Point Fall of Liberty. Which, uh, I played the demo. Which, yeah. you know what? I may try it, though. It's a really cool concept. I really, really... I love the concept. I love the fact that it's an alternate history around the World War II era, a little bit after... And basically, the was it the Russians invade or the Nazis? No, the premise of it is here's the great. The premise is in real life back in like 1935, after a UN meeting, uh, Winston Churchill got ran over by a taxi cab and survived. And the whole idea of this it wasn't Winston Churchill, was it? Yeah, it was. It was Winston Churchill. You know, we shall fight. I thought it was somebody no, else. It was Winston Churchill. And thus, Winston Churchill okay. never gave that big. You know, we shall fight in the beaches. We shall fight in the sands. And so he never gave that speech. Britain never got really rallied up. They lost. Everyone else lost in World War II. Uh, we kind of retreated. And then in the mid-50s, the Nazi Germany has become Nazi Euro-Asia and have invaded the United States. Hmm. Right. And you play as like this construction worker, just like an everyday Joe that kind of takes up the fight against him. And, and I, I re- I'm a real sucker for these kind of stories, these alternate history stories yeah, like freedom fighters That's so i might concept. i well i was thinking about getting a gamefly membership do it and i have a feeling if i did this would be one of the games that i would throw on there so just do the they have like you shut trial. your mouth just do the trial i know you shut your whore mouth stop trying to get me, me? to spend money again yeah you uh glenn you don't we <laughs> you don't need any help from us spending money yeah did you? That's did you true. Play well, yeah, but I don't need the help, but it's still. <laughs> yeah. Glenn, <laughs> yeah, you never know when you're going to be done here. Glenn, so. did you play Freedom Fighters? That actually sounds um, like the same yeah, plot. Yeah, it's the exact same much. plot, except you're a plumber and the Soviets show up. <laughs> oh, see, I was thinking of what was the game I was thinking of? Freedom Fighters? No, something else. Freedom Force? Maybe that's the one where, where you were like a superhero. Yeah, that was like oh, Captain yeah, Patriot that was right. or Freedom something. Freedom Force versus the Third Reich is a great game. <clears throat> yeah, I played that, but not Freedom. Freedom Fighters, Fighters was an IO game where the guys so. did Hitman and Kane and Lynch, and it is one of my favorite games from the last gen. It is. Awesome. Uh, I see. And so, what else is coming out on the PS3? Okay, uh, we've got Lost Planet Extreme Condition, which I'm picking up. Uh, expect a full review next week. And I will. Uh, I probably won't have it by next week, but. I will either rent it from Gamefly or pick yeah, it up. Please, because we have to have a review from Mr. Lost here of oh, Jesus. Lost via Domus. <laughs> uh, if the game somehow God. ends up not being ass, I will rent it, but I'm not planning to oh, no, you're, you're, in the you, near future. You've got to rent it. Come on. I rented the friggin' Transformers game to review. <laughs> you've got you've to yeah. rent Lost yeah, got- via Domus. Come on. I got a Dynasty Warrior 6 on the way from Gamefly now, so I'll have a review of that next week. Oh, okay. Very cool. Oh, snap. All right. Mm-hmm. On, on the, that's it for PlayStation 3. On the PlayStation 2, we've got uh, one, a couple notables. One of them is Pinball Hall of Fame, the Williams Collection, which I think both of you are picking up. Fuck you! You bet your ass I'll I'm getting that. that as a yes. Now Terry can finally play the digital version of the game that he actually owns. <laughs> And uh, another uh, another <laughs> another notable PlayStation 2 game coming out, at least according to Amazon. Um, I actually asked the GameStop people, and it wasn't even in their system. So this might be one of those games you have to buy online. But uh, Heaven... Well, actually, Jared, P- 
Pinball Hall of Fame is not in their system either. Oh. Fuck GameStop. Yeah, they're missing. So a lot. just letting everybody know that if if you want to pick up the Williams collection, apparently you can't go to GameStop to get it, or the release date's wrong, which I don't think it is. Okay. Um, well, the other game I'm talking about is Heavenly Guardian, and uh, Mark was looking up some information on this earlier, so I think he can give us some yeah. more info. Yeah, it's a. Uh... Okay, you guys have heard of Pocky and Rocky, right? Yep. It was the old Super Nintendo and arcade game where you had like this little uh, was like Japanese shrine maiden and her Tanuki sidekick. And it was basically just like an overhead. It's pretty much a a, like shmup more or less. Right. Where you're just like running around shooting stuff. It's not really scrolling like you control yourself. Yeah, it's kind of like Akari Warrior. But anyway, they. Yeah. They had a, a new sequel in the works for it for PS2 by a company called Starfish in Japan. And that got canned, I think, back in like 2005 or 2006. And uh, all of a sudden, this game popped up. Um, and it, it turns out what happened was... Well, in Japan, in Japan the name of the Pocky and Rocky was Kiki Kai Kai. And this game showed up again as Kiki Kai World. Now, the deal is uh, Taito owns Kiki Kai Kai. And they're also now owned by Square Enix, and some issue arose where they lost the rights to do the Kiki Kai Kai. So essentially, um, Starfish went back, took all the work they had done, changed the main characters, and now it's basically a spiritual sequel. So it's not related to the games officially, but it should be more or less the same thing. Um, I was worried at first because I thought they just kind of took some crap and threw it together. But, oh, it actually seems... uh, pretty cool so chances are it may be decent there's probably still a good chance it'll be crap um but as far as finding it too like the only place i i've seen this saying it's coming out next week is amazon and even gamefly doesn't have it listed so i was going to put it in my queue and apparently gamefly is like now the go-to source for release dates because they're like listing games nobody even has any idea that are coming out in the u.s like six months before an official press release comes out so the fact that it's not on there kind of worries me a little, but I'm still going to pre-order this from Amazon. Yeah, I, anyway. I have a pre-order from Amazon. It's 20 bucks. It's a PlayStation 2 game, and they have it listed as being shipped on February 26th. But uh, we'll see yeah. how that goes. And uh, if that does happen, we'll definitely have a full report probably two shows from now. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, that's it for PS2. For our, big, uh, for our big anniversary show? Oh, yes. Episode 51. That would actually be episode 51. Well, no, 50 is kind of a, the number that everybody would go with, wouldn't it? Well, 52 yeah, is the one year anniversary. Episode two. Yeah. What'd you say, Mark? Didn't you like start with episode two? No, I released episode one. <laughs> yeah. Did you? For like four <laughs> minutes. Sure. I, I cut it in two parts, though, because I think it was like 150 meg. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> we should... That's when Jared was using his SOCOM headset and I didn't know how to edit a show to save my life. Oh, how times have changed. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll, we'll have be having more information on our anniversary show or shows uh, later. But, uh, okay, so we've got on the PlayStation Portable this week, we've got Pinball Hall of Fame, the Williams Collection. Again, we've got... Oh, yeah. We've got Blockus Portable Steambot Championship. No idea what that is. <laughs> that is actually a... It's a spin-off Mark will of buy that. Steambot Chronicles. That's what I was thinking. 
yeah it's it's some sort of puzzle game um but yeah i don't really know anything about it other than that it's a spin-off so i think there's like steambot characters in it huh. all right mark for not knowing anything about it fail oh hey, but i bought steambot chronicles when they announced the sequel for ps3 <laughs> they're making a ps3 steambot chronicles sweet yeah very cool it looks pretty Steam cool. Chronicles uh, is a very underrated PlayStation 2 RPG brought, brought out by Atlas. If you ever see it, uh, buy it. One of those kind of games. But it's created by... I One of the reasons I picked it up is because it's created by Irem, or Irem, however you want to pronounce it, the guys who did R-Type, and I like them a lot. Okay. And uh, lastly, All on right. PSP, this week <laughs> we've got Patapon. Um, is apparently pretty awesome. From what I hear. Clang, 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 clang. Sorry. That was in my head. Okay. So. Yes. Bye, Patapon. All right. So Blu-ray new releases this week. We've got To Kill a King. I. What is that? All right. Okay. No idea. It's about the Burger King. We've got Over California in HD. Boric? What? Oh my god! Whatever. Okay, we Boric Boric dressed up as the Burger King. Oh my god! All right, so you didn't see that video when he got accosted by the fourteen-year-olds at the anime convention? Oh yeah, I remember that. You're right. Okay, <laughs> so uh, we've got Over California in HD. We've got Over America in HD. Uh, okay. All right. We've got Led Zeppelin. Mm. The song remains the same. I have that on DVD. Um, Why is that on Blu-ray? The sound. It's the remaster of the music, yeah, I guess. That's, that's totally right. it. True H, Dolby True HD. Cool. Uh, we've got Justice League: The New Frontier. Um, cool. Cool. We've got Initial D, which is the live-action uh, Japanese. It's the live-action <laughs> drift racing movie of a of a pretty famous Japanese <laughs> racing series. And I've actually seen this and, uh, it's got some pretty good fast and the furious style racing in it. Um, and as is Vin Diesel in it, that's the best part. No, um, it's actually, it's actually pretty good. I, 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 I liked it quite a Dude, bit. Vin Diesel's going to show up at your house and kick your ass. Um, Okay. <laughs> If he even has the money to fly here. All right. So, uh, at, oh. yeah. and lastly, we've got, wow. <laughs> lastly, we've got 30 days of night, which was a really fucking excellent vampire flick. Cool. I got to see that. Based on a graphic novel. Yeah. Uh, it is a really cool movie. So, um, so I, I, I sent you guys an email today. It was a good one with, um, <laughs> and and here you know I'm asking Jared for his Gmail account because I know what the size limit is because the rare file was like 10 or 11 yeah, meg and he's like what's this for what's this for and I'm like and of course I'm yelling at the computer going shut the fuck up and just give me your email address and um, <laughs> well I don't know maybe you're going to spam me I, 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 I got spam. well yeah I'm going to spam you just you're an idiot <laughs> you're a um, I got I got some some little I got a little insider thing here and um got we got some new screenshots for wipeout hd and i begged and begged to, to post them and I, i'm not allowed to post them yet 
Um, and and the trailer actually came out today as well. And the trailer, oh wow. my god, oh man, I can't wait. So um, I found a couple more details out. You know, the trailer even shows you that it's got a player online. You have eight different tracks, which I believe all have mirror modes, so you can play them in reverse. Hmm. But I don't know if it's a mode or if it's just a track. But a couple of the pictures that we got showed were on the track, the the texture on the track looked like the display of like a graphic equalizer with, you know, the yellow and the red bouncing up and down. And it was explained to me that that actually is a graphic equalizer display and reacts to the music that you're listening to, no matter if it's the soundtrack that comes with the game or if it's the custom soundtracks, this game supports full custom soundtracks. Awesome. Um, I, I looked at that. And I'm like, holy crap. Uh, the pictures that I had seen about a month ago, this blows them away. And those blew me away a month ago. That's how good these shots are. Um, I actually have one as my background on my laptop right now. It's just, if, if, if you're wondering about about Wipeout, uh, if you're wondering about Wipeout HD, don't. It's it's gonna blow your mind, in my opinion, just from these shots mm-hmm. that I've seen. Looks yeah, um, really amazing stuff. From what I've heard, solid solid sixty frames per second. Um, solid online play. It just went into beta, and apparently we're gonna see it sooner than later. So um, that, that's pretty much all I'm allowed to say, but. Uh, oh my god because I'm playing Pulse like crazy and um, Wipeout HD is um, it, it's it's kind of making me a little crazy that I can't play it right now soon Glenn so but yeah it's a downloadable game PSN I don't know what the size is I don't know if that's the 2 gigabyte game that their um, PSN director was talking about but uh, holy shit those pictures are awesome okay I don't know what you guys have to say about it. Uh, I'm going to close out with something uh, real quick here before we uh, get to the housekeeping info. I uh, recently rented 310 to Yuma on Blu-ray, and that is a fantastic movie. Really great Western with some really fantastic acting in it. Um, You know, Kristen Bale is just amazing in everything he does. He's one of those guys who makes movies better. Uh, Russell Crowe's great in it as well. There's a really great supporting cast. I can't remember his name, but the guy who plays Wash from Serenity is and Firefly is in it, and he plays uh, a veterinarian, actually. Uh, I wish I could remember his name, but it's... Wait, which one's Wash? Wash is a pilot. Yeah, the pilot? pilot. Oh, he was also uh, Steve the Pirate yeah. on Dodgeball. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, he's... Oh, I can't remember the guy's name. I think it's Steve something. No, it's Alan Tudyk. Yeah. Or, uh, I don't remember how to pronounce okay. his last name. Well, anyway. <laughs> well, thank you, Mark, for being informed. Uh, but yes, this... Serenity nerd. Hey, hey do not diss <laughs> yeah, Serenity yeah, yeah. and Firefly. Go talk about HD. Hey, I actually went and saw... Actually, Adam and I went and saw Serenity in the theater in Milwaukee. And it was one of the Marcus theaters where they have all the different sizes. And I swear to God, we walked into the theater they were playing it at. And I thought it was in somebody's living room. (laughs) (laughs) It's like bachelor party when they're running through that big multiplex and they open one up and it's like the janitor's closet. (laughs) That's what I thought I walked into. (laughs) Nice. All right. Yeah, it's Alan Tudyk. Okay. 
But yeah, this yeah. is a, a really great movie with a fantastic supporting cast. It looks fantastic. Uh, lots of lots of explosions. It's a pretty action packed western, all things considering. You know, Russell Crowe's great, and it's a really great, really good western. If you like westerns, it's one of the better ones to come out in a while. Um, along with uh, the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford, which I didn't see on Blu-ray, but I saw it on uh, on DVD, and it's also a really great movie. So there's some pretty good westerns coming out, and uh, you know, lots of special features. There's commentary and everything. Uh, if you are a fan of westerns, definitely pick up 310 to Yuma on Blu-ray. It is a really, really excellent movie. All cool. Right. Okay, so uh, let's go ahead. And- cool. Anything from you, Mark? Anything at all? Well, okay. hold on now. You had your little la- last talk, and I and I talked about Wipeout. Mark, you have anything you want to talk about? Uh, Get it off uh, your chest. Uh, you know, we, know, we've gone all night. We've gone all night without a Chuck's mom joke. Oh, we did a Chuck's mom. That's just we wrong. did do a Chuck's that mom just joke wrong. before we started recording. Yeah. Now, Wait, how be, can I we prove that we don't have a recording of it? Well, by the time our listeners hear this, the uh, the theme contest is probably going to be over because it's over this Saturday, right? Yep, over Saturday. Yep. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, I uh, had a lot of stuff going on this week, so I'm not going to have a theme ready because I was doing Chuck's mom so- too much. Hey. But really, who wasn't doing Chuck's mom too much? True. I had to wait in line. That's why it oh. took so long. <laughs> <laughs> Take a number, please. Number 73. Ping! Yeah. But I really won't have a theme ready because I had a lot of stuff going on and just had no time you to do it. Suck. So it's not like I could yeah, win the prize You know what? There's anyway. some really fantastic stuff on that, on that thread right now, so I wouldn't be too worried yeah. about the quality of what we're seeing. Odds no, are. Yeah, but you know what? I still don't have a theme that I can download to my PS3. Well, we're working on that. Yeah. Well, we've only got a couple of days, you know? Okay. I'll have one done eventually, just not by All Saturday. Right. Oh, yeah, okay. right. All right. Mm-hmm. So, well, before and before, Jared, before you get to the quote-unquote house cleaning, don't forget uh, Midwest Gaming Classic in March. Go out to MidwestGamingClassic.com if you want to join us out in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. Uh, Mark and I will both be there, and uh, the Team Fremont crew will be there, and Bork Falco from Broadcast Gamer will be there. Uh, a, a, a lot of us from the crew will be there. I think Dale Coolis is coming down from VG Pub. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trickman Terry and Ken Williams are both going to be there. Uh, so the VG EVO guys are going to be there. Uh, get down there, especially on Saturday. I don't know if I'll be there on Sunday or not yet, but uh, get down there, have some fun with us, buy some expensive games so that <laughs> I don't have to buy them. And... Uh, Come down and 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 check it check it all out. It, it's it's an absolute blast, especially the party afterwards. And uh, everybody listening to this, uh, if you do show up, you are invited to the after party. So, oh yeah, I wish I could go. <clears throat> Actually, we're yeah. glad you're not coming, oh, well, Jared. Fuck you too. All right, so let's go ahead and get quit. Some- well, we we don't want we don't want somebody we don't want somebody drinking two of our beers and passing out. <laughs> I drink more than two beers, Jack. I, I'll freely admit I'm a lightweight. I really am because. I'm not like you. I don't drink a fifth of and scotch every night. Okay. Every night, Jesus. Every other night, maybe. But you know, I mean, because the other nights I'm too busy doing Chuck's mom. That's right. All right. Okay. So if you would like to uh, <laughs> send us an email, uh, you can do so at podcast at ps3nation.com. 
Or if you don't feel like typing so much, you can send us a... Whoa, 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 whoa. Yes? Podcast at ps3nation.org. Did I say com? Damn it. Yes. There's okay, an org podcast now? at ps3... It's .org. It's been on .org for a while. Podcast at ps3nation.org. But if you don't feel like typing, you can also send us an audio file. Make sure to keep it around two minutes in length, and please try to have an MP3 format for us. Also, if you don't feel like sending that out, you can also call our voicemail line, uh, which the number is area code 920-626-4464. Standard long-distance rates apply. Also, if you Skype, uh, you can just type in WDT-Torgo. And also, if you'd like to communicate with us all on a almost daily basis, you can do so by heading over to www.vgevo.com and joining our ever-growing, super awesome online community. Uh, we're there every day. Uh, we're always in the chat box. We're always posting. We're always doing lots of good stuff. It's a really great community. Uh, it's pretty awesome. And uh, that is your housekeeping. All right. And I just want to I just want to say before we stop that I'm not ashamed to say this. I want to have sex with Morgan Webb. I I don't want to have sex with a giant jaw. Yeah, I can't yeah, say no. it either. I'm I'm not ashamed to you say it. Be. I want I, to have I sex take with Adam Morgan Webb. before Morgan Webb. Wow. Well, at least Adam Sessler will be mm-hmm. somebody interesting. I, I, well, I can like little bald Webb. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I think she's nasty. Well, how about um yeah. Actually, you know the one the one I like the most on G four is that comic book geek one. Oh, yeah. um, I know oh, what you're talking about. What's her name? Brett Butler? No, uh, Butler. I think I, it is. I'll tell you what. Is. Morgan Webb is one of those women, like uh, Cameron Diaz, where I bet you you get the makeup off. Yeah. Wow, Looks you're like so Bob. judgmental. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, and she's got a freaking man jaw going on. Come on. There's an Adam's apple lodged in there somewhere. I'm not ashamed to say it. I am not ashamed to say it. are you watching X-Play while we're recording this? I'm decreeing right now. Oh, TV's off. Uh He's beating it. Oh, (laughs) when am I not? Come on. finished. (laughs) Anyway, I was able to pull it off while I was. Why do I have to beat it? I have Chuck's mom's number on my phone. (laughs) Okay, uh, we. I've got Chuck's mom on speed speed dial. I don't need to beat it. We need to end this. So, from everyone here, yes, please. From everyone here at the PlayStation Nation podcast. Oh my (laughs) god, I give up. Glenn, can I say goodbye? Well, you can. I don't know if we're going to uh, actually, you know, listen to it or acknowledge it whatsoever uh, all right okay is there anything else either of you want to say before we leave uh what's left of our audience no i'm done Glenn, you're done you just want to go look at the moon again don't you yes he wants to- all right okay, i'm done okay so uh from mark from glenn this is jared thanks for listening have a good night or day depending on when you're listening to this hasta luego muchachos. I hate when people ruin movies, but more than that, I hate when comedians talk about people that ruin movies. Because they always pick out one group. They always pick out one ethnic group, and they always blame movie ruining on black people. They always say that black people ruin movies when they talk during it. 
But I disagree, because every time that's ever happened, it's always a piece of shit that you don't care about. You know, like Freddy's fighting Jason, and you're like, eh, whatever. And then you hear some guy in the back go, look out, bitch, he got a knife. <laughs> that's not ruining. That's enhancing. <laughs> I think if you're going to pinpoint one particular group or any group that ruins movies, I think you have to go after who really ruins movies. Old Jewish ladies and Mexican babies. <laughs> Stay with me. Because uh, old Jewish ladies never say anything funny. They're always like, who's he? What's happening? Whose car is that? Shut the fuck up. And Mexican babies never say anything. You know, if I went to a movie and I heard a Mexican baby go, look out, bitch, he got a knife. I would shit my pants and go home and tell everybody it was the best movie I ever saw. <laughs> I saw white chicks. That was good. No, I know it doesn't seem good, but uh, there's this Mexican baby and... <laughs> but Mexican babies don't do anything. They just run around and peer over the seat at you. And you're trying to enjoy an R-rated movie with your lady and there's a little Mexican baby in front of you going... Hello, I am wee and Mexican. Watch me run around unattended. <laughs> I came here alone. Yeah, the guy at the door was like, yeah, Mexican baby, you can see him. Fuck yeah, it's free, you're a baby. Get in there. Yes, it's rated R. Ruin it up. Sit in front of that retard from Just Shoot Me. So I hate Star Wars. Well, let me go back. I used to love Star Wars. And then those two movies came out. Uh, Attack of the Suck and Phantom Shittage. Uh, those two movies suck. Those two movies don't suck just compared to the first Star Wars movies. Those movies suck compared to other movies that suck. Like Kangaroo Jack. Anything that Sandra Bullock says yes to. So, to me, because I'm a huge nerd and I fucking love, I've loved the Star Wars movies since I was nine years old when I found them. And uh, to me, you know, and I spent all this money worshiping George Lucas. So to me, it's like an act of betrayal. You know, to me, it's like your uncle trying to put his wiener in your mouth. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on, no, nothing gross. Not, not when you're a kid, I mean now. <laughs> when you're a full-grown adult. You're in your 20s or your 30s. Your uncle was always your favorite family member. You know, he sold you his Mustang. He got you high for the first time. Now it's Christmas and you're in your 20s and you're at your folks' house. Your grandma's asleep upstairs. It's late at night. You're full of turkey. You're a little baked. and You're watching Letterman and you're like, hey, fuck, what's by my ear? Oh, my God. My uncle's trying to put his wiener in my mouth. That's how I view the Phantom Menace. 
And then two years go by, and you're like, well, that'll never happen again. That was strictly a one-time only thing. Maybe Uncle Mike was drunk, or maybe he thought I was a toilet. But that'll never happen again, and then you're watching Ladderman, and then you're like, fuck, it touched my face that time! Oh, God! I won't even see the third movie this summer. No, I, w no, I won't. You don't fucking know! You don't fucking tell me shit about what I'll do! <laughs> you're right, I probably will. But, uh... I really don't want to because I, there's this paranoid part of me that thinks that it's not even a movie. Like, it's just a fucking elaborate prank on my sorry ass. Like, I'm going to walk into an empty movie theater and the doors are going to slam shut and then fucking Lucas is going to rape me. I'm going to be in a crying nerd pile on the floor. He's going to put on a Greedo mask and do it again. And call it the special edition. Greedo came first. 